Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. Hey, good morning. Great to see everybody this morning. Man, I'm so excited that you guys are here. Uh, If you are new around here, my name is Samuel and just... uh, Beck and I just have the absolute honor of serving you guys here at Life West, and it's just one of the, my favorite things that we get to do, and it really is a get to. And we're in a series. Uh, if you've been here this year, you know we're in a series um, called Made Known, Going Through Ephesians. And I've absolutely loved it. And, and the crazy thing is, is I feel like a bit of like an infomercial, because I'm always like, uh, and there's more. Uh, not only that, but, but it's also, it just gets better and better. So I'm like more excited this week than I was last week. I'm like, I liked last week. Oh, I'm really excited. And then I, get, no, I look at what's coming up and I'm like, oh, and we got this coming up. We got some marriage. We got some kids stuff coming up. And we got this. I'm like, oh, this is going to be really good. I'm, like, I'm excited for this. I've got some notes I've been saving up for this. I'm like, I'm finally we're going to get to do it. Like I get excited about it because it's so good. And I'm like, does it, do I, I'm like, I wonder if I look like an infomercial because I'm like, I'm, I'm so excited for you to hear this. But it, it really is. But the thing I want you to get, why I'm so excited to teach this, is because I know the difference it will make in your life if you do it. I know it, so I'm like, come on, I'm so excited to do it. And we've been going through the book of Ephesians. Now, again, the, the, the entire Bible was authored by God, but written by man as the Holy Spirit instructed them, guided them. Uh, so the Bible itself was written by some 40-ish authors over a 1,500-year span of time, but it was authored by God, but he used man to do the writing. Now, the book of Ephesians, it's in the New Testament. Uh, New Testament, New Covenant, when Jesus died, he changed everything. He changed everything. He's the fulfillment of the Old Testament and of the law. And, and so as we look at Ephesians, it's a letter written by Paul, so authored by God, but written by a man named Paul to a new church in Ephesus, to a new church. He's really just explaining what does it mean? He's making it known. What does it mean to be a Christian? How are we supposed to live? What is this function? How how am I supposed to get better at this? Am I not supposed to get better? Do I just like get saved? Like, okay, now I'm saved. Like baptize me and I'm just waiting for Jesus to come back. Like if that was the case, we'd baptize you and just like hold you down. Like when the bubbles stop, you're there. Like here we go. But, But that's not the case. God's got so much more for us and Ephesians really kind of lays out God's plan for each Christian. So we've been reading Ephesians. If you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to pick up in verse 15. And now he says this. Now, instead, we speak the truth in love. Again, he's talking to a group of believers. He says, we speak the truth in love, growing in every way more like Christ. We are meant to grow. It's not something that's just one and done, a decision that you make. Like, like if you walk off a cliff, you made your decision. It's done. Until you hit the bottom, you, that, that's it. But that's not what Christianity is. He says, look, you made that decision, but we're supposed to be growing. And you're like, well, duh, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm watching this. That's why I'm listening. You're absolutely right. Okay, so this is what we're doing. We're going to grow in every way more like Christ, who is the head of the body the church. So the church, Bible really talks about and really kind of pictures the church as a body. Now again, the church is not a building. At Life West, we really understand that because we don't have a building. We use buildings. Uh, we're in a school right now. We've met in homes. We've met in barns. We've met in like just as wherever. Like we understand that. The church is a gathering together 
of the believers. It's a gathering together, and that would be the church, Christ's body. Now, in that, God is a God of order. And you know God is a God of order because we can actually look and we can set our clocks. We know exactly what time the sun is going to go up tomorrow. Why? Because God is a God of order. We know when it's going to go down. We know when the moon's going to come. God is a God of order. Now, the church, when the church comes together, it's, it's, it is the gathering of people. But even in that, 1 Timothy says that God has in the church put people over the church to lead the church. 1 Timothy 5.17 says, the elders who direct the affairs of the church are worthy of double honor. I just threw that in there for myself, just so you know. Okay, but anyways. Um, but it says, look, there's, there are people that God is like, this is going to lead a body together. So when we join a church, what does that mean? And what, is, what does that look like? Well, joining a church is saying, okay, I believe that this body that God has brought together is being led and moving and growing towards where God has me. Our mission, what do we want to see for you here at LifeWest? We want to see you be and do all that God has for you. You and your family, he has a plan and a future for you. So we want to help you to do that. So this is the body. It's the body of believers, both in and out of the church. When you leave this building, the church has left the building. And he goes on, he says this, but this is what it's meant to be, that all of these parts of the body in the church, verse 16, he makes the whole body fit together, all the parts. You're one of these parts. Okay, you've got like a part number. Okay, you are a part. He says he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. This is why we don't just look at what somebody else does and say, well, I want to be like them and why aren't I like this? Because you're different. You're a special part and you have your work. And what is the result of that to be? Here's what it is. To help the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing. There's a whole lot of grow here. Do you get this? He's like, they're going to come together and they're going to grow and then each part is going to do its part so that the body will be healthy and the other parts will help this part grow and as a result, it'll be growing. Like, like you get the idea that we're supposed to grow? I definitely, definitely do. That we'd be healthy and growing and full of love. You have a part to play. But here's something I want you to see. I think most of the times when I say you have a part, we think, we think of how when we do our part, it will help somebody else grow. That you think, well, when I, when I give to that missionary, something else happens over there. When I, when I serve on the dream team and I wake up and I, I go and, and I do breakfast and, and, and they cook and, and they make all that food so that the 150 or however many dream teamers we feed breakfast to every single Sunday, you know, the, the people that are over there and they're cooking, they think, well, as I'm cooking this food, what I'm doing is going to bless somebody else. We think, well, okay, and we look at the worship team and you think, well, okay, if I join the worship team, what I'll be doing is helping somebody else. And the truth is, yes. The team, like this morning, that was, I, I loved worship. I'm like, yeah, I, I can do some more of this. That helped me. But at the same time, I was talking with, with Tony who was up here this morning a little while ago, and he's like, I'm like, hey, how's it going? And how's worship? And he's like, I love it. I said, what, what, what do you love about it? And he's like, honestly, he's like, spiritually, I'm growing as I lead and as I press. And he says, I'm growing in doing this. Thank you for the opportunity. One of the things that we, th we, we think, and I want to make sure you realize, is this, is 
Yes, what you do when you plug in to the body of Christ and begin to serve is you get to do something that's going to help others grow, but at the exact same time, what happens is you grow. You grow. In doing, you grow. If you've ever been on a missions trip, <laughs> you go with the idea, I'm going to go and I'm going to help I'm going to preach, I'm going to build, we're going to do this thing at this orphanage, we're going to bring this, we're going to smuggle this, this word in, and we're going to bring these Bibles, and we're going to do this, and you think, I'm going to go, and I'm going to leave an impact, and then you leave, and you're like, I'm more impacted than what I did. You're like, this changed me more than it changed them. Like, I, I, I don't know how that could be. I remember I went to Mexico um, years, years ago, and we go down there, and I was going to be preaching. I don't, I don't speak Spanish. Yes, my parents were missionaries. I lived there till I was three. But when they moved back from Mexico, uh, they were living with my aunt and uncle, and they were always talking in Spanish. And my aunt and uncle are like, would you please not do that? Um, we feel like you're talking about, j just please don't speak in Spanish when, um, when you're in our house. So my parents got out of, the, uh, out of the habit of speaking Spanish. Again, I was three, and I never picked it back up. My older brother's about three years older than me, so he was about six, and he still speaks Spanish. Uh, he was old enough to remember. So again, I'm in Mexico. I don't speak Spanish through an interpreter. Um, but they're like, hey, you're, you're going to be speaking. Uh, and I'm like, okay. So we go, and I knew I was going to be speaking, so I prepared a message. I'm going to go to this village. Well, we get to this village, and I look at my notes and what I was going to preach on, and I was just, I'll tell you what I was going to preach on. I was going to preach on generosity. And we get there, and the village, like, we went way, way, way back out to get there. I'll just tell you a little bit about the village. There was no running water. Um, any, any of the houses <laughs> that had a light, if they had a light, it was a car battery um, with a light bulb, a DC bulb just kind of plugged into it. Uh, some of them had converters. Most of the houses were corn stalk or mud. Um, the, the nicest building in the entire place was a church because it had mud walls and it had boards for pews. Uh, chickens just running around everywhere, goats running, just, just little animals running around everywhere, and kids. They kind of just mingle and just run everywhere. I remember I looked at my notes and I was just like, this is the wrong message. What did they have to even give? And God just stopped me. And right there was like, the amount that you give has nothing to do with generosity. Generosity is about, giving is about heart, not what you're giving. The Bible says, where your treasure is there, your heart will be. God doesn't want our treasure, he wants our heart. That's what he wants. And he worked in me, and I left that place, and I was like, I was so wrong. I went to minister, and I left. <laughs> and I was like, I left completely changed. You want to know one of the reasons why I'm like, hey, get involved, plug in, join the dream team. We'd love to have you here. Why? Is it because you can make a difference and help others? Yes, but also because I know that when you do, God is going to use it to change you. He changes things in us. That's why I'm like, yes. 
And we've got a spot for absolutely every single one of you. I'm like, yes, get on the dream team. It's an absolute riot. You show up early and plug things in, and Steve's here before you, and he's waiting at the door because he forgot his key. And, and then you try to get, be the first one here, and you know Tori's going to beat everybody because she camps in the parking lot. I don't know why, but she just does, and she camps in the parking lot, and you're setting things up, and you're taking things down, and, and we have an absolute riot doing it. Or maybe you, you're like, I, wanted, I don't want anybody to see me. Well, you can do some stuff online. You're like, that's what I want to do. I want to be out just where nobody sees me. You can hide behind the sound booth. Everybody turn around real quick and wave at the sound booth. Everybody turn around. Yeah, come on. And then once a year, I'll do that to you, and you'll be like, I do this so that nobody sees me. Um, you can hide behind the screen if you want to. You can get involved in a kitchen and, and, and making some food on Sunday mornings. And let me just say, why do, am I so like, hey, let's do this? Because here's what I know will happen. Not only will you make a difference, but God will use it to make a difference in you. God will use it to make a difference in you. So when it talks about the body coming together and growing, how do we do this? We grow Man, yes, being here is great, but it's the start. That's why I encourage every single person, join the dream team. How do you do it? You just go right onto the website. You can come up to me afterwards. I can send you the link. You fill out a little application that's really small and that's deceitful, and then we send you the big one. Then we send you the big one. We're like, hey, what is it that you like, and what do you think God's doing, and where would you like to get involved, and what do you think? And if you get involved somewhere and you hate it, then just go somewhere else. Yeah. Like, like just, just do it. Just, just try something different. Be like, I was doing this and I don't want to do this. I'd like to do that. You know, if you're there and you're like, man, I was greeting and all I do is I, I hear all the fun and excitement that's happening in kids and I'm like, man, I want to go in there. Then just jump over there and just figure it out. It's way easier to learn how to ride a bike when it's moving. Okay, so just jump in and be like, I'm going to figure this out. Why do I want this for you? Because I know that the result will be that you will grow. And who knows but that the relationships that you will make will end up being the relationships that you need later. That you just get around some people. Man, it makes such a difference. So how do we want to help you to grow? Number one way that we do that is, yes, we come, but get involved with the dream team. Number two, Acts 2 verse 46 is this. They worship together at the temple each day, and they met, you say they met in homes. Another way of saying it is they went house to house. And so they talked about this morning small groups. And why do we encourage small groups? Because it says that they met as the temple. Yes, that's the big gathering. But then they also went house to house. That they also met in homes. And what does that look like? That looks like small groups. It's getting together with people and growing. It's getting together with people. Leveraging the things you love to build the kingdom of God. We talk about this over and over. It's like, don't just add something else to your plate. Take the thing you love and leverage it for the kingdom of God. What am I doing this time of year? I'll just tell you what I'm doing this time of year. I'm shooting my bow. Every day, I'm shooting my bow. So what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a bow group because that's what I'm doing and it's fun. So why not to get together and shoot and shoot each other's arrows and just kind of like laugh and be like, this is what's happening over here and just have some fun and and we get together and maybe challenge each other. Hey, spiritually, what if we do this? Because accountability, and have you ever really thought about it? Accountability is, it's, I think often what we think of accountability, we think of somebody that's done something bad and then not doing that bad thing that they want to stop doing. They're like, yeah, you need some accountability in that area. 
right? But that's not what accountability is. Accountability is, it's an account for your ability. It's just giving an account for your ability. And just look at it a whole different way and be like, hey, um, I want to start something. This is, this is a great habit that I need to do. Will you keep me accountable? Because I want to have some account for my ability. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going I'm to change the way I'm talking to my wife. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do this. I'm going to seek after God before I make these decisions instead of like, God, help me because I made this decision. Like, like I'm going to change this. and I want you to keep me accountable in this. Keep me accountable in this. Proverbs 29, 17 says this. A mirror reflects a man's face. But what he is really like is shown by the kind of friends he chooses. I love that. I love that. Now, if you're going to look that up and you're going to find that one, that's the living Bible paraphrase of that verse. So it won't be, again, paraphrase is not a translation, but I love the way that it says it. It says it a little bit different. He says, the mirror shows the man, but if you really want to know the reality of what he is like, look at the kind of friends he chooses. You ever just tried to randomly make a friend? Like some of you, it's really easy, okay? The mailman comes and you're like, they're great, I love them, let them come in the garage, I don't mind. Maybe that's my wife, maybe, maybe. And I'm like, they're in the garage, what are they doing here? Oh, I gotta stop them. She's like, no, what's her name? Amanda. Amanda. She's like, no, that's Amanda. And I'm like, no, that's the mail person in my garage. Like, I can't handle this. Amanda, she can, I can't, it's okay. Okay, for now. Some of you, it's just, it's just really easy, um, but it's, it's, it's not for the rest of us. Some of you, we're, we're a bit more selective in our friendships, okay? We're a bit more selective, and we have standards of any kind whatsoever. Becca, when, when we, were, we were just getting married, somebody comes to the door and just knocks on the door, and it was a, a salesman, and I just, I just ran over to the door. I'm like, please don't give them our social security numbers. <laughs> Because she just opens the door, hey, what do you want? Come on in. What can I tell you about me? Yes, this is what I have. And what do you say? I'm like, do you even know what they're selling? She's like, no, but they knocked on the door. And you, I'm like, don't let them in. Anyways, 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 um, that's for somebody. I think the Holy Spirit led me to say all of that. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, but again, back to small groups, okay? Stop distracting me. Uh, get in. It's an opportunity to get around some people. And maybe you meet some people. And here's what the, I've, I've heard it said that what, what is a friend? That a friend is somebody who says, me too. That you begin to talk about mountain biking, and they're like, me too. That you begin to talk about maybe something that's going on at home, and they're like, me too. But it can be hard to meet some me too people, some godly me too people, if we don't put ourselves in the situation to meet some godly me too people. We just have to do, we have to get around some people, decide that we are going to, that we decide we're going to spend some time together. Good choices come from good voices. Ever heard that one before? And bad choices come from bad voices. But godly choices come from godly voices. And so get around some godly people. And, and groups, let me just remind you, groups are ordinary. It's just people coming together. But the extraordinary, you can't have extraordinary without ordinary. It's like when, when I think of, of marriage and spending time with Becca, um, if I could, I would just, 
I would just schedule in that, 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 that quality time, that great time together. I would, I would just schedule it in and I would write it up and say, this is when it's going to start and this is when it's going to stop. And we'd have this just amazing time of spending time together and talking and connecting and it would just be wonderful and we'd have quality time. But if you've ever tried <laughs> to just have quality time, um, it doesn't work. Because quality time is a byproduct of just spending time. Quality time is found when you're just spending time together. It's scheduling just ordinary time where extraordinary things just happen and where the moon hit just, hits just right and she's looking really good and nobody else is in the house. And, I mean, it's just, it just happened. I don't know why I went there. But it just happens. It's just, and that's not exactly what I meant by quality time, but that works too. Because um, that is quality time. Anyways. <laughs> stay with me here, people. So what we're doing is what we're saying is, God, I want you to move. I want godly voices in my life. So I'm going to specifically and purposely put myself in some situations that... That sparks may not fly, and it might not be amazing, I might not walk in, and the Holy Spirit might not descend in the form of a dove on somebody's head and remain, but God, I'm going to put myself in some situations for you to move, to use me to speak and lift some others up, and maybe they can speak and lift me up. I'm going to build some relationships that maybe today they just seem fun, but in the future... God's like, look, I brought you together for more than kicks and giggles. I brought you together because I'm now going to lay something on your heart, and you're going to accomplish together for the kingdom something you could never apart. And he begins to lay out a path and some steps for you to take. And you sit down with that group, and you're like, look, this is what I think God is calling me to do. And they jump up, and they're like, us too, we're in, let's go. Maybe that happened, maybe it didn't. Okay, so it did. So God really laid that on our hearts. Years ago, we were like, God was like starting a church. And you want to know what we did? We went to Jason and Jamie. They're sitting right over here in the front row. And we're like, hey, this is what we believe God is calling us to do. What do you think? And Jason and Jamie, they just looked at each other. They didn't really hesitate. They said, yeah, we're in. Where are we going? They just said, we're in. We're sitting at coffee. And they're like, we're in. And over and over, God reminded us as we were starting this years ago. He's like, look, because we were actually thinking of starting this church in Caledonia. That's really one of the places we were originally thinking. We were actually in Caledonia looking for buildings and talking with schools about places to rent. And you want to know what God really laid on our hearts? As we were driving back that day, Beck's like, what did you think? And I said, I feel like we are driving away from the people that God brought into our life. And he brought them into our life for more than kicks and giggles. But he's going to do something, and we're going to do something together. I said, I think it's Allendale. And she said, me too. And doors that were previously closed here, the minute that God spoke that into our hearts and in our lives, doors begin to open. I say minute. It was actually longer than a minute. But doors did begin to open up and then to change the, holy cow. I want that for you. I want those deep relationships that you're like, no, these are great. Take the things you love and leverage them for the kingdom of God. It could be camping, Bible study, a book that you want to get into, bow shooting, again, book club, frisbee golf, cooking, whatever. And be like, look, let's leverage this for the kingdom of God. Uh, the season starts today, yeah, but 
There's going to be more groups jumping up this week. Jump online, look around for a group that's in your area. Say, hey, is there something that I'm interested in? If a group you're interested in isn't on there, there's time. It's easy. Just hit host a group and say, hey, I'm thinking about hosting a group. This is what I'm thinking. We'll reach right back out to you, ask you some questions, figure it out, and, and go for it. Again, extraordinary happens inside of ordinary. And watch what God can do. Let's be intentional. Be intentional. Ephesians 4, verse 17, he goes on and he says this. He says, With the Lord's authority I say this. Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. When Jesus is Lord of your life, understand this. When Jesus is Lord of your life, you live different. And he's like, look, you're going to be growing. And as you grow, you are going to grow away from some things. You're going to grow away from some things. Because if you want to go up, you've got to let some things go. You, you, just, you just do. If you want to grow, you will have to let some things go so that you can grow. And he's like, look, you're not going to live the same way that the world lives. You're going to be different. It's going to be different. If your life looks the same as the world, he's like, look, it's not supposed to. It's going to be different because we're the body of Christ. It's going to be different. And when we see it, it changes everything. Verse 18 says this. It says, their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God has given because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful purposes and pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. What God wants to do is he wants to change us. I've got a picture here I want to throw up on the screen real quick before. And so this is, this is one of those 3D images. And take a minute, and if you can see it, raise your hand. Oh, Todd's in the back and he can see it. So back row, you got no choice. He's in the way, way back and he can see it. Now, it's a little bit harder because it's on the screen here. But when you look at it at first, it's just, it's just a little bit of blah, right? But if you, can, if you can see it, and here's the thing. The first time I, I saw one of these, somebody gave my brother one for Christmas. And I spent days trying to see it, and I just could not see it. I could not see it. I could not get my eyes to do whatever they were supposed to do. But then I got it. And I'm probably messing this up for a whole bunch of you. And so now that I got it, I'm going to look right now, and there it is. So if you can see it, it's a frog on a lily pad with a crown with a rocket in its mouth. I'm not sure exactly why the rocket is in its mouth, but that's what it is. And now that I got it, I look at it, and I can see it. It's just like, yep, there it is. I can see it. And now there's something weird with my eyes. I don't know if everybody else has this. I don't know if you ever do this. But sometimes when I look at it, it pops out at me. And sometimes when I look at it, it sinks in. And I see like the inverse, reverse. And I'm like, well, that's weird. That's really weird. So it took me a while to train myself. So here's what he's talking about. Ephesians chapter 7 says, With the Lord's authority I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life that God is because... They have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of evil. 
when you've experienced and you meet Jesus like a full-on God, not, not, not words that I say, but I'm in, I'm jumping in the wheelbarrow, I'm all in. It changes the way we live. And we look back at the things we used to do and you're like, no way. There is a better way. But the warning here is, don't get caught up. Don't get caught up with where the world is going. It's confused, it's dark, and it's obvious to those of us that know. We're like, are you kidding me? Like, it's obvious what bathroom somebody should use. No question. Zero question. I know this. It's obvious you do not let a four-year-old decide what they're going to be. They, they don't even know what permanent means. It's obvious. It's obvious. And you look and you look at, and you, you, you hear people say some, no, this is okay, and we should, you're like, no, how? How can you, how? How? Because it's so obvious. That's what it's meant to be for you and I. That we're seeking after God, and that the more time we spend with Him, the more obvious the dark things come around us, and we're like, look, it's obvious that this is wrong. It's obvious that this is, that the world has fallen, that it needs Jesus, that it needs a Savior, that we're not good in getting better, but that we're bad and left to ourselves. We get worse and 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 worse. And then we hit bottom, and then we dig deeper. Worse, 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 worse. Like, God, we need you. It's meant to be obvious that we're spending time with God, and as we spend time with Him and in His Word, He begins to change our hearts, and we no longer desire some of those things. Instead, we're like, I don't even want to do some of the things that I used to do. God, I want more of you. Some of you, you're like, you know what? Some of that world stuff doesn't really bother me. I think it should. You know, at the beginning of every summer growing up, I knew what I was in for. At the beginning of every summer, I knew I was going to have to build some calluses on my feet because the first time I'd go walking out barefoot, it was going to be this. And that's on like asphalt. <laughs> but by the end of summer, I could jump on the gravel roads and just run and play. When we were kids, we, would, we had a raspberry patch up in front of the house. And we knew we had calluses when we could take our shoes off and walk through the raspberry patch. But what is a callus? A callus just numbs you to what's going on. It's just a, a barrier that builds up. You might look at the world and you just say, it doesn't really bother me. I think it should. And God wants you to grow. And as you spend time with him, you want to know what happens? Is this. He removes those calluses. He opens up our eyes and suddenly we see, we're like, no, this is better. No, no, no. And the more time we spend with him, the softer he makes our hearts. This is the language that the Bible uses. And all of a sudden we're like, no. I don't want to watch what I used to watch. 
I don't want that influence in me. I don't like it. God, I want more of you. I'm hungry for you. I want to be a part of your kingdom. I want what you have for me. And what it develops is a hunger for more. Wherever you are, God has a plan and a purpose for your life and he wants you to grow. One of the ways that he does it is through the church. Get involved. If you're not on the dream team, jump in. Yes, I'd be excited for what you can do and how you can help, but God's gonna do something in you. Don't limit, just wait and watch what he does inside of you. Small groups is a big part. The people that you are around, I want godly voices in your life, speaking into your life so that you are making godly choices. And I pray that you are tender that you have a softened heart, that you look around at the world and you just, you want to do something about it. You want to speak up because you know it's wrong because you've been spending time with him. You know his voice and you believe. I don't want anybody here to not be in the wheelbarrow. To just be somebody who says, no, I believe it. (laughs) That's great. Do it again. I'll watch from here. But instead you say, no, I believe it. And God, I'm going to do it. I'm in. Where you go, I go. Where you send me, I will go. God, where you lead me, I will follow. Where you send me, God, I'll go there. I'm in. I pray that you would grow into the fullness that God has for you. But if you're here this morning, let me tell you where it all begins. It begins with making Jesus the Lord of your life. With calling out on that name that we sang about, the name of Jesus. And why is that name so great? Because it is the name above every other name. The messes that we've made, they're solved only one way, and it's through what Jesus did. But he did it once and for all. And when we confess, God, I need you, forgive me, he comes in and he forgives us. And as David says in Psalms, he can take that heart of stone that we have and he takes it out. God has a plan and purpose for your life and you can begin to walk it out today. If you're here and you say, today's the day I want to give my heart, my life to him. Or maybe you say, today's the day I, I go all in because I've been sitting in the crowd, but today I'm jumping in. I'm not just going to say, yeah, I believe it on the sidelines, but I'm going to get in that wheelbarrow. I'm going to do what his word says. That's me today. If you're either of those, I'd love to, I'd love to pray with you right in your seat. If that's you, you, just lift your hand right now and say, that's me. Today's the day I've given my heart, my life to him. The day I jump in. Everyone say, would you guys just bow your heads and let's pray together. God, as we're here this morning, we choose to be doers of your word and not just hearers only. God, we know the world we live in is getting darker and darker, but God, that just makes it easier and easier to see the light. God, give us boldness to let our light shine everywhere that we go, that we would be your hands and feet. We say, God, use us God, we want to be more like you every single day. We choose to jump in, to not just sit on the sidelines. God, if we've fallen short, 
we've missed opportunities, we ask you to forgive us and lead us and guide us in all that we do. As we leave this place, God, we give you all that we are. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.